70 years ago, politicians needed ways to spread international goodwill during a burgeoning Cold War. Amid this global instability, international scholarship programs served as a chance for soft diplomacy. Returning students were viewed as ideal ambassadors for the merits of different lifestyles and political systems, both in their host and home communities. The key design feature, however, they must, in fact, return home. Design of these large-scale scholarship programs has since remained focused on foreign students returning to their home countries to not only serve as ambassadors, but also to bring their skills back in order to avoid brain drain. The one-way trips of talented and educated individuals from a lesser economy to a more developed one, depriving their home communities of their innovation and production. Today, this concept has been redirected towards scholars from the Global South and is baked into both international scholarship program design via visa return requirements, as well as perceived success of the program through scholars returning home. If scholarship recipients choose not to return to their home country, can they still be as successful as their peers who returned home? What does that potential success look like? Where should they be going home to? There's this whole thing about um, the commitment that we all gave that we will go back to our communities to contribute. Um, I somehow feel that our communities is very, it is very restrictively defined, uh, you know, when we say communities, yes, it's from where you came, uh, but also, you know, if you are able to go beyond it um, and, you know, contribute at a wider scale, I think those best, uh, those achievements should be captured, honestly. That was Rama, a scholar from India who now lives in South Sudan. She's an alumna of the Ford Foundation's International Fellowships Program, or IFP, the foundation's largest single investment in international education. Over 4,000 scholars from marginalized backgrounds were selected to pursue graduate education abroad in their chosen field of social justice. I'm Bridget Berry, an evaluation specialist at the Institute of International Education. My colleague Nora and I spoke to 60 such IFP alumni across the world who didn't return to live in their home community after their degree abroad. We asked them what their lives looked like now. Were they achieving the professional success they envisioned? Did they feel at home in their new communities? It feels home, obviously, yes. Uh, but the time goes by, you know, it's not just about homesickness, but it's about um, you know, you're divided, you're, you're split between two mm -hmm. places and you kind of don't belong to any in a way. The confusion of frustration between mm -hmm. going back home and staying there and staying here where you think maybe here a better quality of life, maybe, you know, there's better opportunity for my daughters when they grow up. Um, yeah, and, and that sort of thing. I can't straightforward say, yes, it's perfect home it is, but it's still, it's missing something, you know what I mean? That was another alumnus who chose to remain in the UK after his master's degree. Although he no longer lives in his first home, he, like many of the other IFP alumni abroad, has not fully left his country of origin. Alumni continue to collaborate with, conduct research on, design programs for, and foster relationships in their home country. They exist between two worlds. Join us over the course of this series as we explore what influences the decisions of IFP alumni to stay abroad, how they remain connected to their home communities, what role social justice continues to play in their lives, and what sort of impact they are able to have. 
We hope to tell the stories of those living between two worlds. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.